Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. My name is Brizey, and today I got a guest with me. Um, it was a guest that was actually men- uh, was actually recommended by uh, Nico, and uh, that is the pirate of the Stanage Bay, <laughs> or pirate That's of right. Stanage Bay. Yep. <laughs> um, nice to meet you, and uh, yeah, thanks. Boy, for- how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Thanks for thanks for coming on, mate. I. You came highly recommended. I actually uh, I got sent your your Instagram feed. Yep. And mate, there's some fucking pretty mad, <laughs> some mad stuff on there, eh? In regards to like seeing you soot through the fucking creeks and that, and in the tinny, like flying through there, and then you're chilling up at your your shack there up at the Stanage Bay, and yeah, that's been my lifestyle for shit thirty years now, probably more. Is it really? But um, on a Commercial level, I've been a pro fisherman for 25 years of my life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before that, I was a deckhand, yeah, for the family. So it's been, a, you know, a, a big majority of my life I've been been doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, no, I've made it uh, – it's impressive the way that you were handling that tinny through. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say tinny. It's like a fucking decent size no, boat. It's, yeah, no, it's a tinny. It's, it's a tinny? It's only a vessel, mate. It's a five-metre tinny, yeah. Yeah, that's a – Pretty big tinny, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, mate, I'm 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 intrigued to hear some of your stories. You've got you've got a couple there, um, and a, and a and a quite a life changing event happened to you there as well, which I'm really um, keen to hear. The idea of these podcasts, mate, is that I um, 
I'm a funeral director by profession mm-hmm. and um, over the years, mate, I've heard plenty of stories of people's lives um, through eulogies at, at funerals and whatnot and the idea of this podcast is to give people an, uh, an opportunity to share some of their stories and memories of their life, to essentially to lock in a eulogy for themselves at this point of their life and just to give an opportunity for other people to hear those stories from that person's point of view. A lot of the time with those stories that I hear, I hear them from a third person, not a, not the actual person that passes away. So like we were talking before about one of the other stories, you know, hearing it from third persons, it was awesome to catch up and hear yeah. it from a first person to actually get some some clarification to that story. So, mate, um, so you, you've grown up, grown up around this um, region your whole entire life? I have. I've, um, I was born in Rockhampton, simply born here and uh, attended uh, a couple of schools. Yep. And... Um, a weekend adventure or uh, school holidays was going to see the old man who was uh, based in Stanage yeah, sure. as a fisherman. So we spent a lot of time in Stanage Bay as well growing up. And that's where you got the that's where you got the, the feel for it, wanting to um, do fishing. You know, this is and 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 be a pro pro fisherman. This is what got you the the drive for it, or you just sort of fell into it. Or Mate, it was yeah, it's just in your blood. Eh? Yeah, we. Um, yeah, we don't know any better, really. Just fish and crab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and then as soon as you left school, is that we went straight into doing? No, no, I was a um, I was a bottle shop attendant, mm-hmm. and um, learning to be a bar man or bar manager, and uh, yeah, done done the um, different courses over the years, you know, with silver service and uh, in the hospitality game. So I had a few things up my sleeve uh, before the pokies come out. Yep. Um, yeah, I was uh, running the odd bar here and there. Yeah, and how was that? What was that game like running that? Was it good? A bit oh, rough? mate, I'd, look, I'd recommend it for um, – no, actually, I wouldn't recommend it because I, <laughs> I wanted to be on the other side of the bar, you know. Yeah, the time, yeah. Even when I turned of age, I was like, shit, you know, what am I missing here? I want to have a drink. This <laughs> yeah. works, <shit>. But, <laughs> um, you know, you, you get to meet a lot of great people in that industry, though. Yeah, and, like, um, so when you – and then how long were you doing that before you decided to, to get out of that and go and do that? Oh, shit, I'd done it for five years. Yeah, right. I started, um, started young and uh, got trained in, in, the, in the bottle shop industry. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, like I said, I, I managed to go through a few training, a bit of training, and, um, yeah, I had the silver service, so that's uh, five-star silver service. Yeah, right, yeah. But uh, that wasn't me either. You got to dress up and uh, wait on people. I, I didn't think that was my kind of spiel either. <laughs> yeah. But it's part of the game. Anyone that would meet you would have probably assumed that that's not your lifestyle now. Or considering the way you like to live it now, hey. No, well, it come. It, it actually come back tenfold because uh, there was a famous bar attendant then, and uh, everyone went by his book. Yeah, sure. And I forget the book's name, but he was he was on the front cover. So 30 years later, we got to meet this guy on a super yacht. Yep. And um, I'm thinking, shit, you know, fucking, I know this guy from somewhere. And then my partner, she said the same thing because she's done uh, the same sort of, uh, same trade as me. It was the hospitality yeah, sure. at the time. And then, yeah, we worked it out. Like this guy had a part in training us fucking, you know, 30 years before. It's it like, crazy. Wow. It? So, and we told him that and he took to us. We went back to his... Uh, Motel, we, he was staying at this fancy motel uh, off the yacht and um, and uh, he actually made a cocktail. It was a Princess Diana, in memory of Princess Diana. So oh, really? So he got to meet her and, and name this cocktail after and um, 
uh, you'll have to look it up. I think it's called um, – oh, someone else helped me out. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm sure it was um, – oh, I won't name it after one of the songs that Elton John played. Well, like the Rose – like El, uh, was, it, was, it was something like uh, – English, English, English Rose, Rose or something. England's it might Rose, be something yeah. like that. Yeah, so – the, the cocktail was beautiful, just like uh, Princess Di was, of course. But, yeah, she was um, gorgeous. And it was, it was just a pleasure to meet this guy. And it looked like he hadn't aged a day since we'd seen him on the cover of that uh, book many years before. But, you know, he, he, um, he took us in and, and uh, we still uh, have regular contact with Do him. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And um, so it's, show, it's something in life, so some so mediocre, and then, you know, it comes back. So yeah, isn't that a trip? Later on in life, you know. It's a trip, isn't yeah. it? Is that what he? Is that what he mainly made his? I'm, I'm going to probably assume he was a very wealthy person as well, or something that would have sort of made his fortune. Was yeah, doing that sort of he thing. He lives overseas, mate, and that's his trade. Yeah, definitely. he gets uh, flown around the world uh, being a bar attendant. Wow, mm. yeah, that's that's cool, eh? Mm. It's sort of like um, reminds me of that movie. That uh, that movie what was a cocktail with Tom yeah, Cruise similar, something very, like with a, very similar. You know, you know, like they're like great at their job, like really good at the job, and it was mm. taken around places. And yeah, well, he had the books written. You know, he wrote the books. You know, all them years, years before. So yeah, no, that's cool. I, I was always, I was always a fan of that Tom Cruise cocktail movie. Mm. It was pretty sick. Um, you were saying before, before we, uh, before we went live, mate, that he's, that he's got into like. Um, the super yacht stuff and all that, We're cruising around doing media stuff, and yeah, we formed a media company um, as a backing as a backing for this uh, mother company was, uh, which was servicing yachts in Thailand, yeah. and the we we were pushing the luxury side of things because uh, we had two forty meter yachts uh, for, available for charter, so yeah. we were pushing what we were doing there, and um, yeah, we sponsored a few yacht shows in Thailand in Phuket and. Yeah. Um, in Singapore as well, we, we uh, sailed a yacht through the Malacca and then showed it in Singapore, the Singapore Yacht Show. Nice. And, um, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd recommend anyone go to Singapore to see the yacht show there. It's, uh, it's first class. Is it really? Mate, uh, you were so you were sort of like back and forth in like from from here over to there doing stints of it over there, or were you mainly living over there? No, I was. We were we were living there for uh, three years. I was three years expat, living in Phuket and Malaysia, a little island called Langkawi. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we went backwards and forwards through through uh, through the Malacca there, sailing uh, several boats. So that's where I gained most of my knowledge sailing through the uh, was it really the country there? Yeah. yeah. Is that I have to I have to know why how how did you get the name the pirate mate the pirate of Sandwich Bay was it is it because you just you lived the pirate life or what I think it? so well it was a <laughs> <laughs> I, meant I like to how say. you laugh because it, it was a joke it started as a joke you know or everyone just knew you know he gets up to a bit of pirate activity you know he's a pirate of uh, yeah. he's a pirate of Sandwich so it was not it was. Um, it was like a pre forecast, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I was t- called that just in you know a few few mates calling me as a joke. Yeah, sure. And then uh, while I was in my third year in Phuket, I got taken out at a uh, roadblock, and uh, I was told to say it was an accident. So an accident it was, you know. But I, I bled out there for a bit, and uh, they they put me in a bloody ambulance, and then they put well, it was a makeshift ambulance. It's, uh, yeah good as Phuket gets I suppose and and then I was put in a body bag which Jesus freaked me the Christ. fuck out I um I jumped out of that 
And um, I wasn't the only one scared. The ties were up. Were, there were three of them and they were huddled into the corner ready to jump out the door. And I'm, and I'm up in the other corner going, what the fuck is fucking doing? I'm fucking alive. Oh, no. And then um, they're, they're cowering in the corner, freaking out, trying to get out. And then the door opened and then they went to jam this other guy in. Apparently they would just fold me up and put me on the floor to fit this other fucking guy in. And You're kidding. He's freaking out because everyone's jumped out of the van and I'm up in the corner going, fuck you all, like I was going to knock him out. And then fucking... <laughs> oh, shit. Then, me, um, then, the, then the window behind me opened up and it was uh, my mate's wife and he's like... Yeah. She's she's going, Jason, settle down. You scared them. I'm going, fucking scare them. Fucking scare me. They put me in a fucking body yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. Shit, and she's yeah. like, no, no, they have to pick up somebody else. It's okay. It was like, fuck off. We paid for this van. It's fucking ours, you know. <laughs> yeah. We had to get some money real quick to, um, yeah, to take me away. And I was bleeding out there for a while until someone found me and um, they applied the tourniquet via a belt and then uh, – Technically saved me life, yeah. Wow. So, and so that was and that was and it was to your leg. That was that was me leg. That was me left um yeah, my left foot it was, mate. Yeah. Left foot. Yeah. And um and so they got you to the hospital? They finally got me there. They they actually made me lay back down on that bloody um stainless thing. Mm-hmm. They uh they backed the other guy out, they got another ambulance for him. And uh, laid me back down and, look, give me some drugs and knock me out. The next thing I woke up was um, at one of their hospitals, you know, and I don't recommend any hospitals over there. Please get your insurances up to date when you travel yep. and um, well, that's try a not good to recomm- have an accident on a bike. But good recommendation to someone? Definitely, definitely. Oh, that'll just stick with the bloody tuk-tuks and taxis, people, because um, the scooters are dangerous. I was actually on a dirt bike, though, but um, yep. what happened to me, you know, we seen... Every day, yep. there's there's always an accident uh, with the scooters or bikes or even the cars, and people you, you people die. That you know, it's pretty. It is third world country after yeah, all. Yeah, sure. And um, there are no road rules. You know, simple. Yeah. And how long were you in that? How long were you in that Thailand hospital for? I was there for two weeks. Um, they put me in their local hospital first. That's where I that's where I regained consciousness. And they were actually had my foot over a sink and they were scrubbing it. Ugh. And it was already in half. Fuck. And, uh, yeah, that's what I said. No. And um, <laughs> I just told them to stop and they yeah. have to be done, have to be done. Because they, they wouldn't have had any fucking... No, nah, mate, whatever they knocked me out with first, they must have thought that was enough to yeah. bloody keep me out. And yeah. then I, you know, I thought I was having a nightmare still because it was all so crazy. And then um, sure. I woke up with them scrubbing it out over the sink. And it's like, fucking, what are you doing? Just stop. And then um, they lay me back properly and uh, come and told me then. They said, you know, do you, you want uh, to keep your foot? you want to try and save your foot or can we amputate here? And go, fucking save it. Yeah, man. yeah, Save it. Okay, going to cost more money. Fucking whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so they knocked me out again and... Um, and then it just felt like they transferred me from room to room, you know. It was like they were waiting for me to die. I was, I was going to get wrapped up in a bloody body bag again. Yeah, second one. Because they just kept shifting me from room to room. Wow. And it was just like, um, you know, this whole silence thing and it was inside my head. But, um, yeah, they shifted me, honestly, another three or four times from different rooms. I thought they were just checking me. Is he still alive? You wow. Know? Like, wow. And, um, yeah, and then then the next, the next time um, – I regained consciousness, was going through the doors of a bloody, of the other hospital, which um, they just finished building. We watched them build it. That was the Bangkok in Phuket. 
Mm. Uh, the Bangkok Hospital, they've called it in Phuket. I don't know why they've called it that. But, um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a hell of a ride. And then, then uh, look, I, I can't fault them guys. They do a professional job in there to you know, yep. keep you alive. Yep, sure. And they kept me alive. They simply kept uh, all my tissue uh, nice and pink in um, uh, trying to avoid infection, of course, and kept all me kept it all alive and they just put me back together. And then even in that um, – even after we paid them enough to go through another, I think I went through another two operations there. Yep. And uh, one was a debriding to see what they had to deal with, and then the second one was to try and save the whole foot again and see what see what they had to deal with. And um, it was uh, I woke up during the second second bloody surgery, and uh, I was tied up like a crab. I was tied out. Oh, true. Strapped out like Jesus, and. Uh, and it was and it was just to me it was like bowling twine. I'm looking at this shit and going, "Fucking what?" <laughs> wow. And there was a curtain right, right yeah. in front of my face, and so I could just get enough thumb action to pull a pull a string down like that, pull a curtain down, and oh. peer over there like foo, you know, hey, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? And then I could see them working on me, and a couple of guys had their back to me. They were all in their gowns, and then the the other guys working on my foot. I'm fucking like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then they they turned around. I could see the smirks through their masks, you know. I could see the smirks. They just smile, and and then the um they've told the surgeon, and he's turned around with a smile and just give me the nod. And then um they must have pressed the dials because it was like, next thing you find yeah, out again, socked out again. And that never come to me for a couple of days later because they wouldn't let me out until the other until it was until you until I paid. Until yeah, I was paid off, and then but every day you're in there, you're still. Clocking up another grand or two grand, you know, while you're in there every day. Wow. So my bills going up while I'm in there. Yeah. So um, we had some family support then, and they uh, organised a GoFundMe, which I had no, I had no idea was was going on. That's but, lovely yeah, that, that they that did that. Got, oh, mate, it saved me life and got me out of wow. there most definitely. Wow. But um, shout out to them for doing that. We should have. Yes, definitely. I can't thank all them people enough. But mm. uh, it, you know, <laughs> once again, you know, I. I, I, I Look, just don't hurt yourself. Don't end up in that situation. I don't recommend the two highlight, uh, two Thailand hospital tour. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it sounds like it, mate. That's crazy. So was that when they? Was that when they were? Was it doing the operation, or were they removing the foot? No, I could. Um, that was one of the. I didn't. I didn't get my foot removed till I landed in Australia. Yeah, sure. And, okay. And um, they took me in at uh, the Brisbane uh, hospital and. When you when the, when you left when you left Thailand, you're coming back to Australia. Was was the removal going to be eminent, or was it? No, no. no I, it was... I, I I was full of praise for the ties. I thought they'd save me. I thought I was actually fucking wow. Yeah, this is I'm invincible. Like, but uh, they had me on some crazy drugs, and so I, I, I actually thought I was riding a horse there for one stage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was I was off galloping, so. You can imagine the drugs I was on, but then <laughs> when I got um, when I got to Queensland, got home back home to Australia, you know, yeah, um, my leg was fully bandaged, and it was uh, it had to be because you know that what I just went through. But w- yeah, sure, I, I didn't get a special flight at all. We only just got some um, uh, business class tickets, I think, to come through, and they propped us up in the middle of the fucking plane, and everyone's drinking champagne around us, and. You know, probably eating caviar too, who knows? But yeah, uh, yeah. they were having the times of their lives and I was stuck up in the middle of this plane like I was on display and go, fuck this shit. I don't know if I could watch a movie or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, 
So anyway, there's a few vacant seats. So we actually talked to the stewardesses and said, listen, love, I want to go over there. I want to get more comfy. Yeah. Can I watch a movie? So they put me over there. And I didn't sleep the whole fight, flight because they actually put uh, wires through every toe. So I had half five wires joining up with other wires around to the back of my ankle. Jeez. And both sides, whole bones. And um, they actually took bones out over in Thailand. They took a couple of metatarsals. Yeah. And a couple of tendons that couldn't they couldn't replace or they thought they were going to rip from somewhere else. And um, sure. there was talk of 3D bones and all sorts of stuff they were working on or, or simply titanium. And... Um, and then when I got home, it was like, oh, no, the doctors are a bit wary. You know, they're looking at it going, well, no, something's wrong here. And he's whacking it. And I could still feel everything. It was like, he's, you know, they're trying to sneak up and tap, tap. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Yeah, of course I can, man. Yeah, good on you. Uh, so I said, radio, we'll have you in. And then uh, then they took me in for a debriding session and had a look what they had to deal with. And they found an infection they weren't happy with. And, you know, they said, you know, Fucking infected our theatres virtually. Oh, really? Yeah, they're pretty nasty, them doctors, when they want to be. But, uh, you know, they were only um, seeing what kind of guy I was, I think. And uh, and it, it did get infected. So, evidently, they said there was going to be some amputation. I thought, ah, oh, fuck, you're not going to lose a toe. Here. Yeah, you know, yeah. One of the yeah. toes was going black at the time. I go, fuck, oh, well, I can live with that, whatever. One toe missing, two toes, whatever. And then, um, sure enough, no, it was uh, the whole leg had to come off, and over a period of you know inside of a week of four or five days, and they've um, every day they'd come in with different specialists, you know, and and to me they were they were you know procedures ahead, and they knew what was going to go on, and they yeah. just had to get yeah. it through my head, and you got to sign your life away, of course. So um, evidently, it was uh, yeah the whole foot, and then. Um, so I signed for the procedures. Like I was going to be a pirate then. I was even you know, I was in my head. I'm going to be a fucking pirate. But every day they had me on these drugs it was like they're going to turn you up on a dial. You know, they virtually yes. just turn the dial and that wakes you up and they could turn you and fucking put you back to sleep again. Yeah. So that was my life in the hospital there. And then they gave me some. Um, they gave me some. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, fish eggs, fish roe. So they had some fish row that they uh, intravenously had on me yeah, right. for, for healing, uh, promote healing. So, um, yeah, I was living it up in caviar there in my, in my blood there. So, <laughs> wow. So um, I didn't miss out on the plane after yeah. all. Wow, that's, um, that's, pretty in, that's pretty intense. How long did you have to spend in, in, down there in Brisbane? It was another two weeks there. Yeah. Um, after the invitation, I, I, I tripped out there too. I, I come through and... Um, you know, I, oh, God, you think some funny stuff, I tell you. But, uh, um, yeah, my PTSD kicks in here and there. But Is that from that? Yes, definitely. I do suffer from – I push for men's mental health because it is a real thing, guys. Of it's, course, um, definitely. You know, not many people talk about it. They don't like talking about it. So even with the younger generation now, with them being so open, they like to think they're so open. But none of them want to admit that sort of shit. But – you know, it is real. I do suffer from anxiety mm -hmm. uh, and depression, of mm -hmm. course. Um, yeah. No, it's good to and, be. Uh, it's good that you're open about that sort of stuff. I've actually got uh, this fellow Jordan coming on later from Walk and Talk. He's same sort of thing. He's in a men's um, 
mental health group. Yeah, and, mate, PTSD's real too, mm. you know. And um, oh, hundred percent. So is the phantom pain. You know, I get phantom pains. Yeah, I was going to ask that. That's a good mm. question. Yeah, do you still do you get that as all oh, even shit, now? Yeah. It how, long, how long ago was that the, the injury took place? This is three and a half years ago. So it happened just before the COVID outbreak, of course. So yeah. And um, so I was lucky to get in and out of the hospitals before that bloody outbreak happened. And um, yeah, look with the with the phantom pains, it just it. It doesn't discriminate. It'll hit you whenever, so yeah, that sure. you don't even know what sets it off. You know, some sure. things do set it off. Like yep. I have a podcast myself. Yep. Which well, is, what's uh, the name of your podcast? Podcast is called The Pirate of Stanish Bay. <laughs> Aptly named The Pirate of Stanish Bay. I should have uh, guessed. Well, it's an ABC <laughs> podcast. So oh, cool. I can thank um, the journalist Megan there too for naming me that, or whoever come up with that. So I didn't come up with a name. It was a, yeah, it was a joke to begin with, but now it's a it's a reality. It's stuck. It's definitely stuck. It's definitely stuck. It's up. funny. I was speaking to one of the boys downstairs, um, one of the guys that I work with, and they were saying, um, I said, oh, I've got this fella coming on today. He's the pirate of Stanish Bay. He's like, oh, yeah, I know that bloke is. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some of his clips on Facebook. Yeah, so. I've got a few out there. and I'm, With the crab and style, I just, we, you know, we like to push uh, my old trade and how we used to farm the crabs in the wild, you know, because uh, the Stanish Bay is starting to get a bit known now with the advent of the bitumen road through uh, yeah. to the army, to the military gates there, and um, yeah, it's made the joint a bit more popular, a bit more accessible. So, is we, it, we'd is like it, to keep these crabs still. Yeah. You know, do you, is it for a positive reason, mate, or has oh, it got its ups and downs? Definitely. It's got it's good. Yeah, the um, you know, you, you can't stop progress, and you know, mm. it's, it's going to bring you know a lot of people to the town, but um, you just got to make the crabs sustainable, where they can be you know released when they're light. Sure, you know, because you don't really get a good feed out of them anyway. I don't, I don't understand anyone who keeps a low crab. Yeah, sure. Just let it go. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the crabs that you've caught, mate. It's quite impressive. Yeah, we do have some of the biggest crabs in the East Coast. It's um, which is we want, why we want to keep it that way. Yeah, you know, no, we that's farm, fair our family's farmed it for decades like that, and it works. You know. Yeah, works. sure. Yeah. Um. So, what was your recovery like after? Because, like, you know, one. I'd like to know your progress from from when you were released from hospital, and then obviously going back into your normal lifestyle and what you like to do and whatnot. Was there much of was there much of a, a rehabilitation process, mate? Was there? I've done. I've actually done my own rehab. They got me through the hospital there for a few months, where I had to um, go and visit them every week and every two weeks, and then uh, finally uh, I could take my leg home. You know, so they were up yeah. there, and and they do a great job up there too with the rehab. Uh, section yeah and um so it involves just the parallel bars where you learn you know you they put your leg on you learn to walk yep. and you go through your different stages and um i'm at i'm at a good stage there i wear my wet leg they call it the wet leg because it's most durable and um so i wear it most of the time yep. where everybody wears the normal uh foot or the prosthetic where it has a foot so they can put a shoe on it where, ah, okay. where mine is actually a helicopter blade and it's more durable for the country I'm in because, uh, you know, at the beach and uh, as you can imagine, Stanish Bay is a pretty rough sort of area with a, with a lot of bloody ground there. So I'm always in and out of boats and on the beach, so I just I just knew I had to wear this leg 100%. So. And it's more suiting to your person, to your... It is, <laughs> to, it is, mate. To your to, persona. I even wear this one out, you know. I, I, I wear this one out and it's forever getting repaired. So. Is it really? Yes. Do you, do you have a specialist... That does that sort of stuff. Yeah. Who repairs that sort of things? Yep. Every two weeks, we have mm-hmm. a specialist from um, 
uh, Alloprosthetics in Brisbane. So he comes every couple of weeks and sure. um, takes the complaints, or he simply brings the, brings it back fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you have? Do you have? I don't, I don't, this is all new to me, mate. Do you have spares? I do. I have. This is the this is the wet leg, um, and then I have the normal one. So I have two. Yeah. And I'm not going to mention the price because I just don't believe they're worth that much. Although they help me 100. percent but uh, NDIs do a great um, scheme and covering for for my prosthetics. Yeah, sure, excellent. No, it's good to know because these are things like this is all new to me, mate. Like I, this well, this, is this nice technology is new. Is it this, really? Th- this stuff here is new, mate. Yeah, that's um, it's so uh, mu- there's so much in it, isn't it? Yeah, this is titanium. That's carbon fiber. Yeah, that's molded to your leg, and these got to be molded every three to four months because your leg, um, it it keeps adapting. And um, changing. And I'm guessing, so for the people who are listening, he's holding his prosthetic at the moment. He's showing me the different, um, the the parts that are involved with it. And um, and I'm assuming that the top part is changing because I'm guessing your muscle changes too. That's right. With the the flexing and the the taking of the weight and everything. Yeah. It actually, um, it it like decreases. So. Yeah, sure. It's it's not like muscular build where you build it up, you know, it actually shrinks. Sure. Okay. Yeah, of course. So this gets smaller and smaller, not, not bigger and bigger where you think. When you do a workout, you know, your yeah, muscles, sure. everything gets bigger. Well, I suppose you probably have like a bit of prosthetics, muscle the atrophy there at the bottom part of the, the leg. Yeah, there, well, they set me up for bionics. They, I don't know whether you can see that. Yeah. I yeah. can take this leg off here and this – they wanted to put that inside oh, my bone. Wow. But that's it there, guys, and I can move that. So you can see that there? Oh, I can see the movement so of the muscle there, what yeah. they've done is they've uh, hooked my tendons up to the muscles, which, which is uh, – the bionics side of things and the nerves they've just looped. I'll just put that back on now. So, so and the other the other thing they do is called osseointegration where they put that inside your bone. Oh wow! And, so and you, that grows with the bone. Okay, yeah. So for the people who are listening, it's like a it's like a sock, isn't it? It's like a yeah, massive this big is sock. just a liner, mate, and it's a like liner. wetsuit material. Oh, okay, sure. It's like a silic base. Yep, and, then and at the base of it, where the end where your leg is, there's like a a, a screw. It's like a massive bit. Yeah, that's a brass bolt. Version, brass right? bolt, is it? Yep, so and it clicks in. Clicks into your into clicks the leg. In through, your, through the different mechanism there and then this button releases it when wow. you want it. So I can put that on now and you'll just hear that click. We'll pull that down. Yeah, yeah, put here. it over here. Wow, I heard that. A couple of little clicks there. <laughs> yeah. So no one could take that off now, you know. Yeah, sure. They could try. There'd be three or four blokes on that and they'll be dragging yeah. me out the door. Not the <laughs> Sorry, I'll bring that closer to you. Bring up this way better too. That's better, yeah. Um, that's that's amazing, mate. I've never. That's the first time I've actually ever seen how that whole process works. Like, yeah. So that's that's set up for bionics. So yeah. yeah okay. They, they, wow. They whispered that to me, but that whole technology is only new. It's you know, it's only yeah. a decade was that, old. Or is that something that you might ever consider later on? I down did the track, consider or? it. I did consider it straight up, but I simply couldn't go home for f- up to five years. I wasn't allowed near the beach or swimming. In the ocean oh well, that's very detrimental like that. to what your lifestyle yeah, so is like. Yeah, so it's mate. like holy fuck. You know, we we're, we're virtually signed off on it because you've got to be on, you know, medical benefits and shit like that. So yeah, it's sure. Like, um, it's going to take a bit of time, and then, and then when we heard that that we couldn't, you know, you couldn't go down to the beach, he was like, oh, fuck that. What have I gone on for? Yeah, yeah. And so I thought I'll do it myself. So that's what led to uh, me doing my own rehab. And, you know, yep. Like to still think I'm at it actually. But, um. 
I see, like, it doesn't hinder the, your lifestyle, though, in in your island hopping and getting in your boat and everything like that. Or no, you, well, the world. Or you've adjusted to, hey, I'm gonna, I suppose you'd have to make a couple of adjustments and stuff, wouldn't you? Yes, definitely. The word island hopping is me now, so I get around island hopping, literally. Yeah. yeah. And um, even before that, we were hashtagging our adventures out on island hopping. Um, it does clog up with the micro sands and different islands and places I visit around the you know the reefs, the fringing reefs of Queensland, is is there's a micro sand and we can't even see it. It's in the ocean. It's in, yeah, sure. I can swim and not even stir at the bottom, but and I still have problems with my leg taking it off because all the sand gets inside the elements. That's crazy. And it, and it won't it won't click undone. So I've actually got to firstly get some pliers in and undo the outside here and. And, um, yeah, attack the mechanism to release it, otherwise it gets stuck on. Wow, I didn't even think about that sort of stuff, eh? It's crazy. And the rust, of course, um, through the through the other elements there. So it's another thing that... Does it rust makes... quick? Is it, is it... Well, they only got replaced probably six weeks ago and they're starting to rust again already. Wow. The rest of that stuff <laughs> is titanium, but uh, the elements there, of That's course... That's crazy. It's, it's the stuff that you just wouldn't even think of, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you'd have to be on top of it too. You couldn't be complacent with it. No, nah, well, the rubber underneath is another one that they see the sole yeah. there. So it, yeah. gets, it gets worn and that gets slippery, so they've got to replace it as yeah. well. So. I can see why mm. old mate would be up every fortnight. Cause yeah, he, <laughs> we keep him busy. <laughs> yeah. does, he, does he have to go all the way to Stanich or do you meet him in town? No, nah, he hasn't been up home. He, he, you know, we've, he's been uh, saying he wants to come up for a trip and he, he loves a crab here and there. But yeah. Uh, We'll get him up there one day. No, mate. I, I, mate, I've seen, I've seen some clips of home, and home looks fucking unreal. <laughs> it's that is just, good, mate. Yeah. You know, I've grown up there since the hut days. Um, everyone wants to hear about the huts, but you know, it's 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 a, it's a passage in life. Not many people like to talk about it, you know, because of all the crazy things that went on. You know, it was just a fireball <laughs> night, or um, you know, not, some people just wouldn't believe you. You know, some of the, the style of living that was involved. Yeah, sure. To, um, it was very, virtually pioneering stuff. You know? Yeah, sure. I'll just move that mic a bit closer. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, no, I, mate, I'm like, I, I'm, a, I'm a novice when it comes to that sort of stuff. My son and I, we love to go and do a bit of fishing, a bit of yep. camping and stuff. Like, we'll throw, we'll throw our swags in the tinny, mate. We'll go up into the back sections of the causeway. Yep, yep. We'll throw a, t- we'll throw a swag out, camp overnight, mate. Yeah, do yeah. a bit of fishing, a bit of crab and whatever. It wouldn't matter where you are. You know, it could be the causeway, it could be the the fucking river, it could yeah. be the bloody the sounds of Stanage. It's it's yeah. all the same, mate. There's yeah. a few sand flies getting here, and the <laughs> you know the odd brim you're going to catch. But um, Stanage is not uh, it's not even known for the crabs. Of course, you've got the islands out the front. Of course, and, yep. uh, that's where that's where it really matters. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's some beautiful. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Beautiful country too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely Very beautiful part of the world. I believe it's the start of the north. Yeah, start of North Queensland there with the, um, the advent of the big runs there and the big tides. Yeah, certainly. Mm. And you, you, you would have to have a fair bit of um, knowledge of that local area there to be able to get the full potential out of it. And yeah, I do have a bit of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I would have been a fair bit of experience, mate. Um, yeah, we used to go out fishing and uh, the old man had sent us out in the tinnies, you know, and back then we didn't even have a sound. Or, you know, we go yeah. by landmarks. You go to this rock and fucking fish there and then you fucking come home because there's always the next island, you know, the next island. This started my whole island hopping career. It was like island hopping, you know. Oh, I yeah. want to go over there. Not Dad said we got to go fucking home <laughs> after fishing here, right? It's like, oh. And it's so close, you know. It's like it's only <laughs> yeah. ten or twenty minutes that way, and we're, yeah. you know we're there. Then, but you know the, the place is so many different uh, grounds to cover, uh, different run, different run, you know, and the different phase of the place is is you know it's pretty treacherous and dangerous. So the old man knew what he was doing and only making us go here and there. Yeah, and sure, noise, sure. Because it's simply a different ocean, one side of the island to the other. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm sure it could change in a heartbeat too. It does, it does definitely. Yeah, I get caught in storm activity all the time. Do you really? Mm. Yeah. Do you, you got any, do you have any moments there where you've gone? You know what? This is pretty pretty fucking gnarly. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, we um well one of my last adventures oh, last year we got caught in a supercell storm, and uh, some I had a couple of greenhorn deckies, and they um. They did their job well until the boat sunk, and um, <laughs> oh, and then wow. we sunk another boat the next day. <laughs> oh is, shit! <laughs> two of them. Yeah, we lost two vessels. It wasn't it wasn't a good trip. Far but, out. Um, look, uh, a mate sung a song about it. It was simply uh, uh, Brad Cox. He one boat was his. He just bought the boat too. So it was the main voyage for him, and um, and I took another lad out uh, as. Oh, he, he brought his mate Aaron from Back to Basics Adventures, and I took these two green deckies. And uh, sure, we had a we you know we had the, a few girls on board, um, and we we had a good time, you Did know, you? even though we sunk <laughs> sunk the boats. But so it was beautiful weather to begin with, and we never foreseen this storm. Hence why it's called a supercell. No one foresees them. Yeah, and um, so the weather dropped out, and off we went. And we made it all the way, unloaded the gear on the island, unloaded, because I, I, I end up getting the treehouse over there, which costs a small fortune, yeah. um, if you know the right people. So we booked in advance and we, you know, we still took swags and a bit of other camping gear as well. And um, so we dropped everything off and then off we went fishing. But uh, Brad was that keen with Aaron that they took off. They went their own way. They should they should have, you know, they should have clocked on and said, hey, Jay, we'll go this way, you go that way, or what do you recommend? But anyway, the boys were keen and they bowled it straight away. I said, well, fuck it, I'm going to my spot then, that's perfect, I don't have to show them. So we went and filled half the box. Actually, we done quite well, we got three quarters. We filled it with trout and you know, a couple other lipper. And nice. Yeah, so we were quite content with what we caught already. So we would come back on the, um, on the dusk and... The tide was low, so the tides, you really got to watch yourself over there because this is where we got trapped. There is a cyclone shelter, or there's actually a natural harbour at Ma Percy Island where we go visit, and the tide, it is tidal, so the tide didn't allow us to go in there. So, ah, so okay. we did blew up that afternoon a little bit, so we come home, 
and we anchored out off the beach and usually I swim back out to the boat and put inside the lagoon, inside sure. the um, the natural harbour there, but it simply blew up there and then it, it got rough as hell. Light rain and um, there's nothing we could fucking do, you know, so we all, we're all up there bloody having a drink and, you know, taking in the day and then... Um, a few of the other guys were a bit wary. You know, fuck, it's getting blowy, Jay. What are we going to do? I said, well, you can sit up and watch the fucking boats. There's not much you can do. So so that, they went and done that, you know, because it was pretty hectic. <laughs> it's blowing straight in there, see. So oh, it's wow. facing to the west. And you're sheltered from a southeast in that bay, but you're not sheltered to the west. So anyway, sure enough, it blew from the west. Storm after storm after storm. And when I say that, there was probably half a dozen storms that I witnessed grew and then come in and blew and then fizzle out to nothing, to a blue sky, and yeah. then it'd do it again and again. I'm not sure if many people have seen these um, supercells in action, but we certainly took it all in that trip. Wow. And the next morning I sent me deckies out. My boat was high and dry, so it was beautiful. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, know what I'm doing. It's high, I, I, I pulled my anchor short and um, sure enough in the morning it was high and dry. So that was about 5.30 in the morning. It was the same um, same size tide, so there was no water. My boat was high and dry, and um, Brad's boat was still it was still bloody floating. So my deck, I sent my deckies down there and um, told them to you know wait at the boat, make sure the the nose is facing the sea, make sure the nose stays facing the ocean when uh, the water comes in. So they did that, and um, they waited till they knee deep in water. The boat's floating, and then one went for a shit, and one went for a smoke, and so I'm I'm. Missed me morning coffee and I was just dozed off because I was actually up one. I was up and down all night worried about the boats too. So mm. I'd just dozed off again and um, you know, sent the boys on a mission. And um, you know, I heard word back, no, the boat's fine, and it's floating, it's perfect. Oh, great. So I just managed to doze off, you know, and then um, and next minute, next minute, they're um, <laughs> running up the beach. Fucking help, help, we've lost everything, the boat sunk, fucking... <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's what I said. What the fuck? There's another nightmare here. Well, are you fucking serious, cunt? You just fucking said it was all good. Yeah, well, I went for a shit and fucking I almost gone for a smoke. Fucking we'd come back and everything's floating. I go, fuck. Fuck off. Are you serious? Yes, yes, quick. Come quick. And going, ah. Oh. So anyway, that was my, you know, wake-up call. So I went down there and, yeah, sure enough, the boat's completely underwater and, um, they even left the fucking rods in there, the boys. Just like, <laughs> they started Fuck. picking me rods out here. At least take these up the beach, boys. Yeah. Nothing was up the beach but eskies. And actually a couple of fucking fish were fucking at the water level there. And So we managed to save a couple of fish. They were still bloody – they were still pretty cold. As long as the fish was all right. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we lost a fair few. But we Did saved you? a couple. And, uh, we ended up eating them. Uh, lost everything else. So I'm still paying that trip off. It cost me nearly 15 grand. It cost Holy me, shit. Yeah, to replace everything and yeah. the motor. I spent five grand on the motor alone. But um, anyway, so Brad jumped in his boat. Coxie's fucking here, Jay. Fucking, we'll tow it in to the lagoon because there's enough water to get in the lagoon again. So we, um, we towed her in there and beached it and fucking. The boys went fishing. Off they fucking went. Left me deal with me bloody, you know, salvage. Um, the boat, the boat ran dry, so we managed to get all the water out of it on the on the on the run out tide. Oh yeah, and yeah. I um, started attending to the airport because I actually wasn't even going to tell me old man because I I uh, 
It was the first time that boat had been to sea, so it was its first maiden voyage oh, too. No. So <laughs> it went, it found the bottom. But Brad had a spare battery, and his boat said, "Fuck, mate, I'll get this motor going. Just, I just need another battery. Fucking sweet, and no drama." But sure enough, that storm kept coming, one after the fucking other, and then um, Brad's boat went down the fucking next morning. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah. So it turned. It actually turned turtle, smashed all his. Uh, Smashed the whole helm up, smashed his bloody bimini ups, and yeah, they lost a fair bit of gear. Um, Aaron from Back to Basics, he done a he done a short little um, um, skit of it on his YouTube channel. Did you, he? You can see it on that Back to Basic Adventures. Oh, that's so, cool. That was the end of that little mission. I, it was. Um, yeah, I, um, it's, it's not one you really tell, you know. Oh, oh you're no. a captain. Yeah. Oh, you sunk two boats. Nah. <laughs> two and two days. Um, <laughs> well, when I got back to the rambus, I said, "Fuck, we just sunk two boats." And Dad's gone. What are you fucking do that for? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell anyone anymore. <laughs> oh shit! I, I like, small world. I actually met Coxie down at uh, the um, Magic Round. Footy. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's, yeah. It's friends of mine with Knuckles, who's, who um, own CTC Country Track. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. So I got to meet him. Nice bloke. Nice bloke. Yeah, really Coxie, top bloke. Yeah, he's yeah. A nice good bloke. bloke. Good and, singer too, mate. Shit, he can crack a tune. Yeah, can't well, he? he's a Queenslander now, so yeah. we've converted him. You converted him. <laughs> yeah, he loves his fishing. Loves yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, no, it was nice to. It was nice to meet him, mate. He's a yeah, the top bloke. So it was cool to hear that story. It's fucking that's, yeah. that's insane. It was. It yeah. was. Um, look, <laughs> everyone's going to know now, but it was one of them things you don't really tell, you know. So oh yeah, but you know time. what? They're, fuck it, they're the best ones, I reckon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I blame me greenhorn deckies. They were good lads, <laughs> but uh, yeah. they simply should have stayed with the boat. But that's you get it. that. They did what they were told. They waited till it floated and they fucked <laughs> off. <laughs> oh shit! How long ago was that? That was a bit over a year ago now. Was it? Yeah, that supercell hit uh, Mackay ah, and okay. onwards. So yeah, Percy Isle is just out uh, a bit, uh, yeah, a bit north of Mackay, a bit northeast of Mackay. So yeah, we copped the main structure, and um, I hadn't simply been out and anything like that myself. Um, sure. And so yeah, like it's a, it's literally like one of those once in a blue moon yeah, it was, um, situations. Look, it was quite unique, and I, I would recommend it. <laughs> There's another boat caught out there, and they were setting off epurbs and. Um, no coast guards were even allowed to go out on that. You know, yeah. no choppers. Yeah. No, there's, if you're in it, you're in trouble. You're in it. Yeah, it's a so recovery. We afterwards. were actually pretty lucky. We were on the Percy Islands, and um, we had some great uh, tenants there that looked after us as well. Rob and Annie. Yeah. Um, Rob and Ann had the um, lease then, and they were beautiful people. They couldn't help us out enough. I mean, shout out to them. Um, I've noticed, like in some of your videos, like even when you go, like you'll just you'll just throw the swag in, mate. Just jump in the jump in the tinny and go and fucking crash on an island. You, get, yeah. you even throw your fucking pirate flag up. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to throw the flag up. All right, there's um, there's nothing like showing your true colours. Yeah, right? I love that. Yeah, because I couldn't see it at the start. All I could see was this shadow, and it was like flickering. I'm like, that's a fucking flag. <laughs> so what's the best of Pirate yeah. flag. Look, sure if I don't enough. take one, uh, usually someone's got one for me. That's, Have they? It's, a, it's a classic. Uh, oh, but I mean, like, what? A, how? You know, what's more beautiful than literally unzipping your swag out, open it up, and you're there at the fucking front of the beach? Oh, it's glorious, mate. I love it. You, you know, as soon as the sun's up enough, I just notice it. Well, 
As soon as it's, it's, it gets hot enough in your fucking swag. Yeah, that's, oh, when, that you wake, that's when you get up. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, yeah, like, it's all laid on for you, mate. That's beautiful. Mm. And and do you say, like, do you do that? How often do you do that? Like, what what do you – When often? it drops out. I, yeah. I used to see – well, the Percy Islands is 38 miles from my front door, so and it's due north, so I look out and I see the Percy's on a good day. That means yeah. it's flat. Uh, out the other side. Okay. The first set of islands is the Duke Islands, and when I said there's two different oceans uh, inside of the, or either side of the islands, and it's pretty, it couldn't ring truer than out at Stanley's. You know, the first set of islands, and it's uh, it, there's a lot of run lines and shoals, and then out the back it's deeper water, but there's still a couple of shoals you'd across, so it gets a bit mungly out there. In sh- in short, we get the short ones, the short waves, and a bit of chop, yep. and out the back you get the bigger swells, but. Um, if, if if you can see the islands from that distance, it, it means there's less salt spray in the air. So I used, you'd know, you know, you, wake up you get arms. a three day. Yeah, shit. Yeah, we got enough for a couple of days. Let's go. And that was that was like that for yeah, as long as I can remember. Oh, that's well, sick. So if, if you can see that far, it's it's good weather. So yeah, yeah. That's the sign. No, that's sick. Um, I uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. Well, that's all right. Being a fisherman, you have that ability to get away with that sort of lifestyle, mate. Mm. And uh, when I first started fishing, we could we could virtually take anything and sell it, you know. But yeah. now there's quotas and um, it's under a different management scheme now where uh, you have to virtually have quotas for everything yeah. before you can even catch it these days. So, um, do, you think you're, do you think you'll get back into it or...? I would love to, mate, if I had a bit of bloody coin behind me, I'll tell you, because um, Expensive it, costs, to yeah, it costs so much to get into it now, honestly, honestly. Yeah, um, is it just to get it, to get the ball rolling? Is it? Well, you know, you have to have the right vessel that's um, in survey these days, and yeah, um, sure. And then you've got to buy your quota before yeah. you go fishing. So you know, you, you know, technically, you got to buy the fish before you can even catch it these days through the yeah, government through that, a quota that, system. That part I don't understand itself. Hey, that's really weird. No, I don't think anyone understands it, yeah. understands it at all. Yeah, and that's uh, I find that quite funny. Um, that uh, that they make you have to buy the product before you even catch it. <laughs> no, the whole quota system needs to be yeah. bloody overlooked or overturned because um, it, it doesn't read right, and it's and it's simply taken out the real fishermen. I mean, we all haven't got uh, a million dollars to go fishing. Sure. Uh, and the commercial aspect, I think they're trying to get rid of commercial fishermen altogether, and uh, we'll be all eating farm fish. You know. Yeah. But, uh, and like you know, like we we're saying before too, like you know, like you go to the supermarket and all you see is this imported. Shitfish. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't recommend none of that. But uh, I mean, we we have a lot of uh, immigrants in this country that that are used to that style of living. Where mm. you know, hey, good on you. You guys go and eat that. Where uh, Australians, we've been brought up on our own seafood, sure, uh, which I'm sure everyone enjoys. You know? mm. Oh, I, I love I love mackerel, mate. Like, mackerel's one of my oh. favorite things to eat. Um, what did what did you think of that new, uh, new that new law that came in about the about the mackerel? The mackerel is. Um, well, it's limit. not just in on the mackerel. It's on everything, is it? Yeah, well, uh, this year they brought it in. For I think you're only allowed a couple, a couple of mackerel. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like two mackerel per vessel. I knew it was the Jew there for a while as well. Yeah. And you're only allowed two Jew per boat. Everything that I've apparently. heard from it seems to be negative. Like I haven't heard anyone actually say something positive about it. No, well, at, at the end of the day, if it's only for the year, that's fine. You know, I mean, we can mm. all go chase another species. Mm. Um and, and, and if it uh, brings the stocks up, well and good, you know. And I've seen that with the advent of the green zones where um, 
it has it has yep. boosted um, you know fish stock. Yeah, I, sure. I believe where yep. you know before there was no fish. Now there's the ju- you know the, the juveniles. You can see you know the next generation of fish coming through. So over the next few years, um, everyone should be happy with um, you know the amount of fish they catch. And, yeah, sure. And we're not out there to catch big heaps of them. Well, I'm not anyway. I'm happy with a handful of fish. You know, yeah, job of done. course. Yeah, yep, yeah, and and a, and a handful of crabs too. Yeah, it's good to get both, right? It's good to mix <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, bloody hell. There's always that, you know, they always get the boat ready for the for Christmas time, hoping that a couple of days leading up to Christmas you might catch yourself a couple of crabs. Yeah, well, I'm going fishing this weekend. I think I've got a big boat. I have to go get on board and um, go and round a few up myself. Yeah, is that just for, for yourself or is it for... Oh, I've got some mates coming through, so, yeah, I'll jump yeah. on board and um, they like a drink bar, so I'll have a skipper and... Uh, Hopefully put some boys on pretty, the fish. That's a pretty tough gig, eh? Like when, oh, look, you know what, I'll put my hand up, I'll go out and drink piss with you and teach you how to catch a fish and yeah. crab. That's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty fucking rad, isn't oh, it? I love, I love driving boats, mate. You know, yeah. I've, I've driven up to 40-metre um, boats, of course, uh, overseas. I've, I've done a few things, but uh, in this country I'm limited to uh, about 15 metres, I think. But, uh, Is it? Yeah. Mm. A 15-metre boat's still a good-sized boat to be oh, getting around be. on, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good if they're not yours too. There's somebody else. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about sinking a boat each day. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always that. Yeah. So if you want your sunk, uh, if you want a sunken you vessel, know a yeah, yeah, I do. I'm, I may be able to hook you up with some bloke. Well, I know well, a bloke some, that knows a bloke. But... Well, you know a couple of deckhands. Yes, yes. Yeah, so perfect guys for situations. <laughs> they're a little bit, well, they're a lot more green. They're not so much green anymore. They're, they're, they're no, they excel in it. <laughs> Well, they got experience now. Yeah, they got good, experience. Good recovery. experience. I love the boys, Sam. Uh, good on them. Yeah, good lads. Ah, sure. So, looking down the future, mate, what, I'd love to know, like, you know, what what do you see yourself in the future? Do you see yourself doing exactly the same thing you're doing now? Do you see this is what you want to do forever, mate? Like, yeah, mate. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've I've driven boats all my life. Yeah, that's it now. Yeah. And, uh, I just got to get some. As uh, they've they've changed the whole fishing industry around, they've changed tickets around. You know, sure. I, I used to be able to drive big boats, and then, you know, if you don't have the time up, they take the license away from yeah, you. Yeah, that's not, a bit uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a number of things that are pretty ridiculous in um, this country. But you know, it, it keeps everyone up to date, and uh, and and obviously keeps the skippers up to date with the, with the ever changing rules too. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, mate. I mean, look. You know, I I don't know if it's if it warrants it because you've got to stay active in the role or whatever, or it's still exactly the, it's still essentially the same same scenario. Oh shit, yeah, you don't really lose the bloody the ability to drive or or, or um, you know skipper a boat at the helm. You don't. It's like driving. It's like yeah, like yeah, the old like saying, like riding a bike, yeah. mate. You know, you don't yeah. forget. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, so so you just uh, same sort of. Style of lifestyle. Oh, I'd love to come up and see your bar, mate. <laughs> I saw the I saw the bar. It looks sick. <laughs> the way you got that. I have the sheds. Um, now named the Pirates Den. Is it? And um, you know, we've had Fitting? a few jam sessions in there. If you want to have a few, um, I know a few talented musicians that come up and uh, use it as a studio as such. And uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, we all have a great time, mate. And it's it's set up for all aspects, even uh, um, for podcasts, all sorts of stuff. I'm set up yeah. for up there. It's cool. a good background, good backdrop to um, kick back and. Uh, I'd love to come up and yeah, do one up there one day, welcome, mate. mate. Oh, thank you. That'd be come bloody, 
That'd be bloody awesome. Yeah, there'll be a feed of crab waiting for you. <laughs> uh, mate, I love how welcoming you are. I've only met you for a, <laughs> we've known you for about an hour and a half. <laughs> we are very welcoming. Yeah, nah. no, that's, that's but, the way. Uh, that's Miss the, Babe, you'll be yeah. showing the door too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, it's happened no, a couple of times. Has it? Yeah. No, well, I, I see you very – I can see that um, both of you are very welcoming um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's cool – it's a bit rarer these days. Yeah. You don't see that much anymore, eh? No, it's a bit of old school right. hospitality and a bit of... Yeah, well, we're both um, trained in the arts, so, you know, and you, you yeah. tend to know right people and you know the right vibes. So yeah, you, yeah. You can pick up with us if there's going to be... If you're going to be a handful, mate, you can pick, we could already pick that up. <laughs> I think got, you want to control that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have, mate. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, so what's uh, so any plans coming up, mate? Any trips or anything that you got planned? No, I've got this future? one this weekend, so that should lead me into the next week. And yep. um, I'll go crabbing then. Yeah, it'll last. Back, back to the crabbing. Yeah, I think they've gone to ground because we've had a couple of cold snaps. And uh, the report I've heard from around home, they're around the regions of Stanage's. There's no one getting any product at all, you know, okay, uh, crab wise. Sure. But um, what yeah. would uh, what would spike a bit of a what would spike a bit of activity from them again? Is it the oh, warmer be, weather? Be the or rain, the rain, mate. Yeah, we need a bit of rain, of course, to flush them out. But then that'll only flush the light with fellas out this time of the year. Yeah, sure. Um, unless you have, uh, you know, we could set the channels out wide and hope for a big buck and you know, a big winner buck. Mm-hmm. But um, you got to see if he's full, of course. Yeah. When you do the go at those channels and stuff like that, because I was like watching those, uh, those Instagram reels, mate. You just you just fucking flying <laughs> like literally, yeah. <laughs> like you have branches and shit going, boom, 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 yeah. boom. and like you got so, I do cop a bit of grief off the socials. You know, you can see the average wanker having a go. You know, like what if someone was coming the other oh, way? Oh fuck off! I'm know. not. T- I don't give a shit oh, about fucking, it. It look, looks what like if you, a family was fishing there. Well, did, they're fucking stupid for fishing there because it's simply yeah. a channel. It's, it's mud. Yeah, but you, uh, the point. But the point. Yeah, but the point. No, you're right. I love it. <laughs> the point of view. Yeah, yeah. yeah but mangrove. Good luck. You'll catch a crab on your hook. But um, look, those channels, um, they've been opened up by the pros over the years and handed down. That art has been handed down through it, you know, generational. Yeah, sure. Activity there from, uh, through the family. No, so but like also too. A lot like, of them, a lot of them gutters. Uh, they'll you know they'll weave in and out like a snake. Uh, sure. So. There's only certain times of the tide where uh, you can get and and use those shortcuts. Oh, at, it looked, it looked like it. it looked yeah. like it was a high tide That's from what right. I could see, and I'm sure that the view of it is completely different to what you see. Like yeah, your camera, I mean, you, your camera. You set go up through that high, level. that low tide, and yeah. you'll you'll be zigzagging through there. Yeah, you, sure. You, the certain tide, I I roar through there at that, and and trust me, we know if somebody's in there or not, and if someone's in there, they're simply fucking, but maybe into our pot because that happens too. Yeah, but, well, um, yeah. What happens? You have to tell me something about that stuff. Too, oh, right? we, we just call them share farmers, mate. It's an it's yeah. an activity that goes on, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. Sure. There's even the way of the law. You can involve the fisheries, yeah, and they'll they'll do a sting to catch catch you in the act, and uh, fuck, I hope they get the right pricks for that too, because yeah. it does happen. It does piss you off, but. Look, mate, I've been in the game that long that it's susceptible, you know. Yeah, yeah, It's susceptible sure. now. And you really know who does it because you know who's around. Yeah. You can only get to them pots at certain times. So if they're not up there at night time, there's a good chance you're going to catch them that day, you know. Yeah, and, sure. And if you leave your pots in any longer than one day and you don't get to them, 
well, you fucking, you know, you deserve to be ratted yeah, as far sure. as I'm concerned. You know, like you're just leaving yourself open, open to for it, a yeah. bit of uh, criminal activity. <laughs> and uh, th- honestly, th- we just call them share farmers, mate. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I like that, share farmers. Mm. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> <Common>. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you just hear, you hear stories of all kinds of things. You know, people get pissed off. We're really... What do you expect, man? Fucking hell, you know. Yeah. If, you, if you're not sitting on your crab pot or waiting nearby... Good chance it's gonna fucking either go missing by the tide, yeah. If you haven't tied it up, mm-hmm. or um, some some arsehole's gonna fucking raid it. Well, yeah, and like you got those big tides up there. Like even like you know, like the only example I can give you is like um, uh, Kuruman. There sometimes the run of those tides can move those pots pretty quickly. Yeah, the, look, a lot of people, and I find pots. You know, when I go, I, I know where they all wash to. So there's about three or four places they wash to, and I find pots there all the time. It's, yeah. Uh, and some are good pots, some are shit. Now, you don't touch them for a week. You know, you can ring fisheries and say, hey, there's a fucking crab pot here on the float. Fucking come and deal with it. But, you know, for the for the time and effort, just go and have a look at this slimy shit all over it. You know, you know it's, it's a lost fuck, fucking yeah. pot. So um, you're not supposed to touch them. So I do recommend that if you do see one, maybe call the fisheries uh, because they probably won't, you know, they probably won't give you a medal for cleaning the estuary up. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, that's fair enough. I've seen them. Up on the banks with dead turtles in them, you know. You know, we call them ghost spots, yeah, uh, ghost ghosties. Spots. And um, sometimes, you know, you got to drag them up off the bottom. You know, I've lost pots myself, and they feel full of mud. And you, just, yeah, you, sure. By the time you tow them up, they're you know out of shape, or or they, or they rip and they're fucked. But um, it happens often. There, there's lost pots up there. If you don't tie your pots, you you will lose them. I, I recommend everyone to tie their pots and get there at the same time. Again tomorrow, running it, and you should have no problem getting it. Yeah, radio. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now, that um, do you, what type of pots do you run? Because I, I, I've got this. <laughs> I'm only asking this for my own personal sake because I've got these little square fuckers, the ones that little fold out ones that you yep. get from Bunnings. Oh like, yeah, like okay. ten bucks each. Whatever. I don't know the exact one. <laughs> we used to call them Kmart pots. You know what they are? Yeah, they're the Kmart version. <laughs> now, look, they were the first style of collapsible pots. Um, yeah. And they're the turtle killers, actually. Are they really? Yeah, because okay. they've got that wide mouth. They do, uh, If they yes. don't have that string down the front, which is classed as your turtle excluder. Ah, okay. Um, if they don't have that string there, the, the, the turtle can get him, and they were renowned for them, them bloody things. Uh, yeah, sure. The fish trap and, and also the turtle trap, of course, they get caught in there. But I actually run Ultimate Pro Crab Pots now, so um, you can contact them through Ultimate Pro Crab Pots. Talk okay, to, cool. Talk Shout to Jay them. himself. Yeah. And... and um, I recommend them pots for quality, yeah, beautiful yeah, sure. quality pots. And um, I'm working with him on a new design, but uh, yeah, hopefully he'll listen. Uh, that's, yeah, just, yeah, shout out to him. Listen, mate. <laughs> yeah, good on you, Jay boy. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll work it out, mate. <laughs> Thanks for the pots, buddy. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, just, I was just wondering because my brother used to have these pots. I ended up inheriting them anyway, but um, they were like uh, the more like your orange ones with the, with the PVC piping yes, that yep. you'd stick in in yep. between. and. And then we had those little collapsible ones. Um, no, I'll put you on the righty, mate. When you come yeah, up, we'll have. Uh, that'd be good. We'll. Um, I've got some spare pots there for you, lad. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Um, so, for everyone who wants to um, follow you, you've got all the different socials and stuff like that, mate. I do. You? Part of me, um, part of me, uh, little effort over in Thailand was we were running some shows, running the social streaming media company over there. Yep. And um, so that got me. Part of my rehab here was uh, flooding the socials with uh, 
all the different uh, aspects of rehabilitation over here. So I have uh, my own podcast, of course. We've, we've already plugged that. It's the yep. Pride of Stonehenge Bay. And my Instagram is the same. Yes. And uh, on TikTok, don't tell anyone, but I'm on TikTok uh, oh, yeah? as the Aussie Pirates. So I am the Aussie Pirate. We have a couple of brands. One is Mud Crab Wrangler and the other one is the Aussie Pirate. So you can find that on TikTok as well. Oh, beautiful. So uh, so just repeat that again one more time because I'm looking now. <laughs> yeah. The Aussie Pirate, mate. <laughs> yeah, Aussie TikTok. Pirate. Yep, beautiful. Yep. Yep. And that was the other one, the Pirate Wrangler. The Pirate of Stanage. Pirate of Stanage. I can wrangle a few pirates if you want. <laughs> Sorry. I might have my hands full there. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I've actually got a... I've actually got uh, 20, 24 people in common that follow you, mate. So oh, there you go. There you go. Good on yeah. you, mate. Have they put you on me, the pricks, eh? No, well, that, well shit, Nico, he was the one that put it on. And it yeah. worked out perfect, actually, because we were only talking about it two days ago and you happened yeah. to be in town. So, mate, that's uh, fantastic. I'm stoked that you could come on and um, do this yes, for this well, such I, short notice, My mate. pleasure, mate. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll collab again in the future, not a problem. And for those who... Uh, are interested in coming to Stanage? Also, look up the lodges in Stanage there, and yeah, yeah, yeah we, that'd can, be sick. We, can di- we can do a deal on accommodation as well. So, how do you get in touch with that? Sorry, that's the Stanage Bay Fishing Lodge. A Stanage Bay Fishing Lodge, yeah. and you got a website for that? Yes, yes. Okay, so just Google that. <laughs> no, they don't bring them. <laughs> just, just Google it. No, Google that part, and you'll find it. Yeah, we'll pirate one from somewhere, won't you? Right? Yeah, that's it. No, it's a mud crab wrangler. That's the one I, yeah, I love. Yeah, mud crab wrangler. I fucking that's, love that one. That is me, that one, of course. Yeah, that one's got to go did, on a hat. I did have a trophy. Um, I, I took the title out a few times. Yeah, yeah. so I've got a handful of titles from uh, tying mud crabs. Yeah, is it true? Yeah, I could yeah, tie. Nice. Well, when I had two legs. Yeah, of course. Actually, actually that was one of the photos that we yeah. mentioned that I did see was the, one with your hand and your foot. The um. They've got me championship toe, but um, so I can tie with this with this foot, uh, but I just haven't tied myself as such. But I used to be able to tie two crabs inside a minute. I think wow. it was like forty odd seconds. There it was a, it was a, it was a good record, and um, there was a few of us that could you know tie around the same time. Of course, it was very close uh, competition there over the Easter holidays in Stanage there when the, they used to run the competition. But these days, with uh, the advent of insurances and public yeah, liability, sure. they they sort of canned it, but um, it'd be interesting to get it up and going again. That'd be bloody awesome. So that's where it? I got the nickname "My Crab Wrangler" from. But um, yeah, I'm something. gonna I'm gonna have, have chats with my mate Knuckles from CTC. That might be something we'll get sorted out. Oh, My Crab yes, Wrangler. Yes. Yeah, I'll wear that hat. <laughs> bloody <laughs> out. Yeah, I'll get that get that sorted out. Get <laughs> send, get him to sort out a couple of those and send it uh, to you. Good on you, mate. That'd be sick, uh, mate. So look, what we do is um, I I've got it. So I've got this Don Julio mm-hmm. here. Now, would you be inclined to have a shot with me, mate? Got any lemons or salt? Or no, they got nothing, mate. It's it's smack complete. It yeah, just up. smack it straight up. That's how we do it here. It's just absolute. Raw dog. Yeah, raw dog. It. Um, so this is called raw dog. Yeah, really. <laughs> Fire out. Raw dog. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the so it's it's pronounced Don Julio, but I just call it Don Julio because we're in Australia. So mate, there's a there's a Don Julio. Yeah, you got the voice for that too. Don Julio. <laughs> Keep that as a soundbite. Don bite. Julio or Don Julio? Don Julio. Yeah. So here you go, mate. This is mine. So to good health. Yes. And to all your future endeavours, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Thank mate. you. Here we go. Let me know what you think.
aftertaste of something. Mm. An aftertaste of like rocket fuel? Yeah. <laughs> that is wild stuff. It is wild, isn't it? Does it light a fire? It will. It'll kick start. It'll blue flame that bastard. Yeah, yeah. Ain't. It would have. It would have started that sunken fucking outboard for you. <laughs> Don Julio. <laughs> so thank you very much um, for having for for jumping on, mate, and oh, sharing thank some you. of your stories. Thank you for um, been, inviting me on, no, mate. I've, you know, I've had a blast. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I appreciate, it, mate. And mm. um, you know, uh, so we've you know, all the people who are listening, you know, jump on, follow the Pirate of Sandwich Bay. Now, I also do, uh, so every other uh, guest who come on, now, my mate from downstairs was supposed to bring it up, so he fucking didn't, but shout out to Grady. Thanks for not bringing it up. On the, on, as you can see on the, on the coffin lid here, on the yep. coffin table, we've got a nameplate. Yep. Nameplate. For every guest that comes on, we actually do them up a nameplate. Oh, cool. So our, one of our coffin nameplates, we've got it done up for you. It's a, it says um, oh, Pirate Sandwich Bay. Oh, that's fucking yeah. awesome. So, mate, um, you can uh, put that on your put that on your bar. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. Will so, do, my brother. Yeah, so that's uh, so. After this, I'll go and grab it for you. But uh, ah, good on you, mate. No worries. So. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. To everyone who's been listening, thank you very much. Appreciate the love and support. Um, we'll catch up again soon for another episode. And um, just keep an eye out on the socials for the Pirate of Stanish Bay. All right. Thanks, mate. Hey. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>